Hey guys, hey guys, welcome to the Goob You Podcast. My name is John Dorsey. I run Goob You Podcast. We have Jacob Davenport today. Hi, Jacob. How you doing? <laughs> and uh, good. How are you? Today we're talking about uh, mental health and relating and relating it to bodybuilding, mental health, relating it to like a competition prep type of thing. We're going to be talking about coach client communications and the like. So, Jacob, who are you? How do I know you? Uh, let these viewers know. Okay. Well, I've been working with John for a little over two years now. We started in late 2018, and my fitness journey started with a cliche story of getting rejected by a girl and then realizing you're looking in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, man, it's great. you know, like there's so many where it's like, wow, we were fucking nerds. <laughs> so many. Oh yeah. I'm talking to. I think I I said this to you once, but it's like I will make an analogy and relate it to like fucking RuneScape or like World oh, of Warcraft, yeah. and you guys are like, oh yeah, because I played that shit, <laughs> and it's like yeah, it's third of your clients. <laughs> yeah, like all of you, all of us motherfuckers are nerds. All of them. It's oh, like yeah. there's so many similes to just RuneScape grinding, gym grinding, a lot of time on a boring activity, getting better at it. Like, insane <laughs> oh it carries over a hundred percent you gotta be able to put in all those hours yeah so so you got rejected and then what oh so i was looking in the mirror and i was like 14 5 10 230 pounds like wow i am a fat so like this is not where i want to be in life <laughs> those mirrors get you i have a, a photo on an old phone where it's like it had to have been like 12 years ago now where I literally woke up and this was like the first day I ever, I had like worked out before with my brother was always really into working out, but I'd never been like super committed. And I woke up and I remember I was like, I'm gonna take a picture cause I'm disgusting. <laughs> I was yeah, like, exactly. I, I was like, how do I even fucking have a girlfriend? Like what is going on here? <laughs> I took that picture and I was like, today is the day I'm going to the gym. It was like August. I was like, I could beat the New Year's people, nobody's gonna think I'm a New Year's person. And then I never stopped. I never stopped. <laughs> so so what was your you saw the picture, you were discuss you were like, I, I can't yeah, be doing it. I was this. looking at the blob in the mirror, I'm like, wow, that's rough. So then two years, last two years of high school, definitely not the healthy way, but ended up dropping all the way down to 132 pounds at six feet tall and stepped into the gym for the first time ever. As a freshman at college. <laughs> you were six foot one thirty-two. It's all Man. skin and bone. I have a couple pictures from those days. I think you sent them to me. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't pretty. It was Not like uh, the machinist type of stuff. Oh yeah, I've always gotten the Holocaust reference when it <laughs> yeah. comes to the pictures. And, and then we got together what, twenty eighteen? Yeah, like late June twenty eighteen. I had gone through two years of overtraining, under eating, and then some dirty bulking. And a little yeah. bit of dieting, so I came to you like 170. Yeah, and I remember I was like, "Hey, you got like good structure. No, you know, not all on muscle on, but good structure. Yeah, really good structure." Thank and you. then, uh, so, so run me through it. Where'd we go from there? Uh, we went through. We figured out my body over the course of a month or so. Then we started a couple of good bulk and cut cycles. One of them got pushed up to like 220 and now we're sitting here today at the end of the story you'll soon hear of the prep but at 196 pounds with still some lines in my glutes and everything still hanging out yeah and i mean you've been two years going strong you've made a ton of progress yeah he you, he was gonna so sad this like whole coronavirus thing 
really damaging to a lot of people's like just psyche in general just because of the the misery of there's a show it's canceled there's a show it's canceled there's a show it's postponed actually it's canceled like so yeah. there's so many people's story this year and it's the stress of prep is bad enough without some bullshit coming up and and jumping out and everybody has it just seemed everybody had so much bullshit this year <laughs> oh, it's yeah. not even just the show cancer you included and so we're i invited you on this to talk you know about mental health it's something you're i know i've talked to you a lot about it you're really comfortable talking about mental health so i thought you were a great person for this so kind of walk me through it you had a fucking difficult year man it just you know lay it out there what's going on so i'll get the quick and dirty on it is 2020 started with the prep, which we had been, I had mentally been kind of gearing for since stepping foot in the gym, which is also the other cliche story. But as finishing up my senior year of college, in this prep, it's like, okay, we're going to Atlantic States, June 1st, we're going to kill it. We got two years of work into this, then the big old corona hits, and then everything changes. So yeah. I went from dorm living to at-home living, and then... I would go down to Orlando to visit visit my now ex and then come back and be prepping for two weeks inside of a camper because my parents wanted to put me on lockdown. <laughs> yeah, this motherfucker was checking in from a camper and I just remember one of my emails. I was just like, why are you, like, what are you, where are you living? He's Spent like, six oh. weeks prepping in that camper. Yeah, prepping out of a camper. So you got a house out there and you're complaining. <laughs> oh my God, your gym was out break up prepping in the camper this is rough 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 season yeah, it's Shows a great story <laughs> yeah, homemade squat ahead. rack out of two by fours made it work <laughs> and don't let me stop you there you keep going it, okay so it'll definitely tie into coach client relationship because when july hit everything started hitting the fan so july 4th actually was my birthday so i had a covid birthday which is a whole clown fiesta yeah. <laughs> then two like two days later, that's when the show got canceled but postponed, so that means canceled. Yeah. And then two days after that was when I got the call from my now ex that it just wasn't gonna work out. Yeah, so it's like this rains it pours things, right? <laughs> yeah. The perfect storm all coming together. So it's me and John decided we're gonna finish this prep out. We've been doing it for over six months now and we're gonna get a photo shoot out of this at the very least so i used that that was for guys who hadn't ever competed before that was something a a lot of them i was just like hey we're already deep in this shit let's just finish it out you've already been doing it anyway some of them i I had guys who were like they've prepped before there's you know no point in doing it but just that like six weeks out and under it's it's hard it's not anything like anything you've probably done before so I really wanted you to kind of experience that in a controlled environment. I thought it was good for you, you know, in, Absolutely. in the future of, you know, you're going to do this again. You're ready for it. I remember the first time I ever prepped. The second time I was like, wow, okay, I already know what to expect. I already know to you know, sort of mentally prepare for that. And had we just cut the cord and said, fuck it off season, like a lot of people did as newcomers, I don't think you would have benefited benefited from it. So that was the whole, and we had this phone call, you know, we're talking about it now on the podcast right now but we had this phone call and i told you this is what i want you to do what do you think about it i didn't put a gun to his head <laughs> but you were on board uh, too you like Let's oh absolutely it. yeah and he was you were excited you still excited oh so <laughs> yeah. excited yeah yeah 
and uh, to take it from there. So net, so then those next two weeks, I was after the perfect storm hit, it's like let's hyper focus on these last few weeks. Let's kill it. Let's execute a hundred and ten percent. Do whatever it takes. I've always been someone who doesn't want to complain, just wants to work harder. And then John's the one keeping me from working harder, so I don't just grind myself into the ground. Yeah, and I mean, we we talked about you just talked about you went from two thirty to one thirty, and that's you know that that's a flag for me where it's like, okay, this is a guy who will be excessive in light of you know for lack of progress will be excessive. There are people out there that'll be like, okay, to get into shape, I need to eat. Let, like, oh, coach sent me this, but I'm going to eat less, and that'll work faster. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> it doesn't and work that, would, that way. That'd be something I would do without your guidance, absolutely. Yeah, and there, I mean, there were some communication issues. We were talking just on the phone a little bit ago where you were not sleeping very well, and you were afraid to fucking tell me that. Yeah, I mean, I, that was my biggest downfall, was my uh, like fear of complaining or coming off as... <clears throat> wanting the easy way out or like wanting the plan to be easier i was like nope whatever it takes i'll do it so i'm then in a place where i'm not communicating that my life has gone to shit and my sleep has gone to shit so i'm getting a couple hours a night if i'm lucky i'm not dealing with any of the emotional baggage because i'm just letting the prep be the band-aid for it and let me draw kind of a a bright line on that because somebody will take this the wrong way okay so your sleep, your digestion, your hunger, mood, all of those are really important to communicate. If any of them takes like this crazy turn for the worse, it's not complaining to bring that up to your coach and to tell them what's going on. It's super important because then it's like, okay, there's something stressing you out. If you're not sleeping, you're not going to look good on stage. If you're not sleeping, you're not going to be a happy person. This isn't going to work. You have to have like stable environment, usually stable environment and support to have a successful contest prep. So if you think you're like bitching out or like being a weenie just because you're like, hey coach, I'm not sleeping, I don't know what's going on. We can try to figure that out. You know, we can try to move stuff around. Maybe you need a couple extra days of rest. Maybe there's something we can do to make that better. And me and Jake, we did, we adjusted stuff to try to get him more sleep, which was his, you know, his issue. But if you have, and and don't take it where it's like, hey coach, I'm hungry. Yeah. You're, you're gonna yeah, be it's hungry. supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, if you're not actually telling me, if you're not hungry, please complain to me about that one. But if you're hungry, maybe keep that one to yourself. The other though, you know, sleep. That's a huge one. If you're not sleeping, if you're always in a bad mood, if you're, you know, feeling angry all the time, if there's something seriously going on, bring it up to your coach. That's what they're there for. And and so you did, and, and we worked on it, and things got a little better. Absolutely. And, and, you know, walk us through it. Walk us through the uh, final six weeks there. So the final six weeks, the four-week out mark was that whole first week of July. And then it was just hyper-focused on those last three weeks, like I was saying. And then the mental health aspect of our discussion is going to tie into actually what we would say is the carb-up process. When I got my first, like, taste of real food... It get like I was like I was like, are you sure? Like you want me to have a burger and fries right now? I was like, I know I went no carb this morning, but is this what we're doing? And I was so excited. I'm like racing to a local diner to pick up a burger and fries. Oh, I get home, cram that down, and then my body decides it's not going to be nice to me, and 
like that mental acuity and that energy and that focus that just an actual meal brought to me let me feel all the emotions that I had buried during prep for the previous six and a half months. Yeah. And I mean, that's, it's like you start to feel human again. And sometimes that's just mentally a lot of weight for people where it's like, you felt like shit for so long and then you start eating, you know, to fill up and sometimes the food's a little dirty, more familiar food, stuff like that, comfort food. And then you just, it all comes out. It's like this rush of like emotion. And that was that was rough for you. You had a rough couple of days, man. Oh yeah, I'll I'll be fully transparent on that cuz that's what I want to help like destigmatize. Like I had that burger and fries, went to the gym, got a good session in, and then realized immediately after I started having a panic attack. And I'd had one yeah. or two in my <clears throat> life previous, but this was intense and like unending. So it was like a night of like 180 heart rate, not knowing what's going on, not sleeping. Then 24 hours later, realizing it's only getting worse. I'm only deteriorating and we need to do something. So it was under the guidance of my family and even the mental health hotline. They're like, you should probably go into the ER right now. Yeah. So that was quite the journey going into the ER them figuring out like yeah you've had a string of panic attacks and you've been sleep deprived because four or five hours of sleep over the course of six nights not good for you and then i was feeling all those emotions from six months from the stress of covid the ending of relationship just the change in my life at this time yeah i mean you're you're a dude who's like you're not a complainer like i i until things got really bad for you i'd I'd never you'd never heard a thing and that's, you know, for me, I, it's, it's like, maybe I need to probe this guy a little more, you know, ask, hey, everything good? Everything, yeah, yeah, you're always, yeah, coach, yeah, coach. And that, it, it seems like you're trying to, you know, tell coach you're good and like, you know, give points for that, but it doesn't, it only hurts you. And you know that yeah. now, and in the future, Absolutely. you know that now, but it, it really doesn't help anybody. If anything, I'm always a little suspicious when somebody's like, oh, yeah, I'm having a great day. It's like, no, you're not. <laughs> Don't yeah. fucking lie to me. <laughs> what do you mean? You're eating like 100 grams of carbs and doing too much cardio. Why are you having a great day? Yeah, you should be wanting to die right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I always say, like, if you feel phenomenal, you're probably you're probably not going to be ready for that show. You're going to feel, I mean, even we had Sam on stage a couple of days ago he was in a in great spirits and everything was really level and measured his approach and everything but he felt like trash you know he was falling asleep at his desk oh at work. you're you're low body fat and you've been grinding that out for so long it it's never like an amazing feeling because it's it's the extreme make no mistake people make this mistake all the time bodybuilding is pushing to an extreme it's not a moderate approach to anything it's not, you know, like basic health and fitness. It's literally chasing an extreme of fitness, which is what anybody who joins into it, it's what they're after. So it's tough. It's really difficult. And it's going to be miserable sometimes. But that's the, the value of it. It's, it's kind of like, I don't know, the thing that I like about bodybuilding that I think a lot of people like and they don't really realize is it doesn't matter how much money you have or how much anything you have, really, you can't spend anymore you can't have great connections you can't use anything that you 
we're born with, given or shown up with to get better at it. You literally have to do the work, right? Like Jacob, yeah. did I make any of your meals? <laughs> no. No. Did I eat any of them for you? No. no. Did I train for you at all? Absolutely not. I gave you the information and the tools to do it. I was in your corner, but that isn't it. That's not the end all be all. That helps and that you know cuts down the time and puzzle you know the problem solving for you but it doesn't do it for you and that's i mean that's i think that's why you love bodybuilding i know we've talked a little bit about that you love like that difficult struggle and that pursuit of being better yeah i'm an all-in person so it's like if i'm gonna do something i want to do it at 110 percent yeah and that's not always like you're not always the best if you're not yeah we learned that but hey we learned we know now we absolutely know now yeah. We know now. Um, what did you? Let's go. Loves and hates. What did you love about bodybuilding prep, or what do you love about bodybuilding in general? Oh, in general, for me, bodybuilding has always been a combination of my inner nerd, my love of the physiology and yeah. the science behind it, and then just the intrinsic competition <clears throat> and progress. Like, I've never been someone that got really motivated off anybody else on social media. I get motivated off of looking at my pictures from four weeks ago, eight weeks ago, 12 weeks ago, and seeing this is what we've implemented, this is what we've changed, this is what we've worked towards, and then seeing those tangible progress in my own physique. Yeah, you gotta be careful with that social media though. Uh, so, so many people, they start it's like four weeks out, Google, hashtag four weeks out. What do I look like compared to everybody? Like, stop, <laughs> just stop. Yeah. You can't Nobody's be doing yeah, compare yourself to yourself. Look at you four weeks ago. Did you get four weeks better? If the answer is yes, then shut the fuck up. Exactly. You know, just stop. You gotta stop. Too many people get real deep into that. And it's like, no, all you're doing is what benefit do you get looking at shit on the internet to go try to find yourself something to disappoint yourself with? And I, I know you were telling me like you had to bump off social media for a while, right? That's what I've realized in the last couple of weeks is bumping off social media. Yeah, you just take a step back, and some. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't take. I'm tied to you, motherfucker. It's like I, <laughs> you're trapped. I've wanted to sometimes. I wish I could. Honestly, I love my job. I love everything about it. I wish I could take like a week sometime and just like turn the Instagram off. But I, you know, I don't. I don't really want to do it. But it, it sounds really, really, really nice. <laughs> but yeah, if you can like, do it and it doesn't affect your income, maybe do it every now and then. It's yeah. and you. You'll realize Instagram <clears throat> really isn't the end of the world it really isn't even that important in the grand scheme of things and if you're a physique competitor looking at all these other people you get these real unrealistic comparisons that will upset you you're looking at the best in the world and you're comparing them to you you know an amateur sometimes you shouldn't be doing that you really shouldn't be doing that i think a big thing when it comes to that is if you need to get on there post your stuff get off you don't need to consume other people's content if you know that's gonna be something negative for you yeah and if you're struggling already like don't be doing it (laughs) focus on the shit that's gonna win you the show focus on your cardio focus on your meals and talk to your coach if you need to talk to somebody yeah talk to someone who understands i guess i get a lot of that and I know I got a lot of that with you. And I think you commented to me once. You're like, I don't have any friends that are in bodybuilding or a lot of friends that are bodybuilders or understand this. I can't call anybody else and say that. So I'm telling you this. And yeah. that's like, I understand the shit out of that. I remember the first show I ever did. <clears throat> I didn't know anybody <clears throat> that did bodybuilding. And I showed up by myself. <laughs> I was just like, this sucks. You know, you're like, 
backstage by yourself, on stage by yourself. Nobody to take pictures in the crowd. Just like, all right, you know, you can't yeah, call just anybody. Hang. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, you can't. Like, it's, it, it sucks. Bodybuilding is a really solitary sport. And if you don't have a lot of support and friends in it, and if, you know, it sucks and you can't complain to anybody about it, that, it sucks even more. It's like that valve that's, you know, stuck. Absolutely. Um, and uh, what else do we got here? You said you wanted to give a couple shout outs today. Some thank yous. You had Jake. Jacob has an amazing support system, by the way. Uh, really great family behind them. Uh, let her rip, man. Yeah, I just wanted to say, obviously, mom and dad were absolutely amazing during all this time. And then a couple of my buddies, Austin, Steve, and my ex, Christine, even just through the past year, just thank you for all the positives you brought to my life and just pushing and challenging me to improve. And it definitely aided in getting me to a better place mentally than I would have been able to this fast. Because what I, the biggest takeaway from this whole prep and this whole journey for me was that you really can only control how you react to a situation and what, then what you can yeah. make of it, yeah. as well as asking yourself the important question of, like, why are you making certain decisions? Like, are you making decisions for your own happiness or because you perceive that someone else wants you to be making those decisions? Like, truly living your life for you and making sure you're happy isn't independent is really something to take away. And then yeah, learning yeah. that, it's taken me from, like, the like someone that was very introverted to someone that's actually much more comfortable and much more confident and just much more out there. I love that, man. <laughs> My brains made me do some dumb shit. Sometimes yeah. you're sitting there doing something, and I'm like, I don't even want to fucking be doing this right now. What am I doing this for? You're spending money on something that means nothing to you, and you're like, I'm a, you know, maybe maybe somebody else will like this. Like, what the fuck are you wasting your time for? As soon as I stopped doing that, and I know you told me you stopped doing this too, it's like, wow, you're living for you. And you should always, always, always be living for you. I said something like this in a podcast a, a couple ago, where there's people that they feel like they're letting people down if they quit on a prep that they hate. Like, you're a dummy. <laughs> quit. You don't like it. Like, stop doing it. Who in the right mind is an adult that's going to do something for somebody else? They don't have to do the work. They don't have to pay the fees. Like, are they sponsoring you? Probably not. So if you don't want to do it, don't do it. If you hate something, if you don't like bodybuilding, that doesn't mean you can't express yourself in the fitness world some other way. You can't, you know, go to the gym, be in shape, be really involved, be doing all this stuff. Like, you can still do the same shit. It, it doesn't make any sense. Jacob, uh, one more thing I, I wanted to touch on. There were some tools that you were talking about, some things that really helped you. I know you mentioned, like, journaling and a couple other things. Can you talk me through those? Oh, big thing. Back to me just being truly a nerd at the end of it is as soon as I went through <laughs> this traumatic it all comes back to just the inner nerd yeah my, as soon as I went through my incident I was just pouring over clinical studies podcasts by psychologists and psychiatri psychiatrists and just trying to get as much tools and some of the things that they really emphasized was the simple things like just journaling keeping present in the moment and breathing to stimulate your parasympathetic nervous system which is just like slow controlled tempo breathing is very meditative bring yourself back and the list goes on and on because there's hundreds of studies and th like hundreds of hours of podcasts and i've already dove in so much but just being easy on yourself too and knowing the process is going to take time and it's 
if something built up over such a long period of time, it's not going to go away in a day, a week, a month. You have to truly be patient with yourself and just see things through and take your time. Yeah, people beat themselves up. It's like this. What, what standard are you holding yourself to? Is it reasonable? If it was, if you were holding somebody else to that standard, would you consider it to be reasonable? The answer is no. Stop doing it. Like really, yeah. <laughs> like really, 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 really. And uh, now it's. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. I was gonna say off that nowadays that's so hard because I feel like we're in a culture where it's you have to be perfect or you're pushed to. Like you have to get the achieve these certain grades, you have to achieve a certain degree. You're pipelined in a system that's trying to get you to perform at the highest level. Yeah, and I mean, I do think that putting out the you know pursuit of excellence out there, I think it's a really good thing. I think it's great to see good role models. I think it's great to see people excelling. I think it's great to see ideals. I think where it goes south is where people until they've achieved that ideal they've failed when it's never really like that it's like wow there's so many guys out there that aren't bodybuilding pros that aren't ifbb pros that aren't winning all the shows that are really fucking good bodybuilders and you're really great at what you do and other people would look at you and be like wow that guy is 10 degrees above my goal so you know maybe sometimes be a little easier on yourself you can want to achieve that but you don't have to be a failure if you haven't done it yet and that's, you know, that yet word is the big one. Yeah. You haven't done it yet. Your heart is still beating. So you still have time and it's going to be okay. It really is going to be okay. Uh, one thing I wanted to <clears throat> kick around with you uh, talking about you know, standards and all that. Kind of the other end of the spectrum. I don't know yeah. if you saw this. <laughs> we talked about it a little earlier. I think I sent it to you on Instagram. Uh, Lululemon has joined in the health at every size type of the movement. opposite end of the spectrum oh, i hate this shit i hate this shit so the, guys i can't post a photo i guess just to describe it it's just it is what it is i'm gonna say i'm gonna say what it fucking is it's a morbidly obese woman wearing a pair of lululemon leggings and it's a side profile shot that leaves nothing to the imagination and they're glorifying it and it's like this big campaign, the Lululemon, they're like, hey guys, we went up to size 14 before, but we're gonna be up to like size, I don't know, 20, 20 something, like just create. And it's like, wow, why? Like what other disordered level of eating do we celebrate is a good thing. You know, somebody's gonna make the argument that yeah, bodybuilding is, is in some way, shape or form disordered eating. I usually, I don't, I don't think that's true. You know, there's, guys that turn it on for the show and then live a normal life after that and it's you know their obsession it's their hobby morbid obesity is usually the lack of control of that and that's really the other side of it how do you feel about it jake it's definitely a hot topic because my own fear is just the health of the individual and you can't dive into an individual case for each person but it's we shouldn't promote an unhealthy lifestyle or over glorify it like you said but the problem is also for a company if you're trying to make sales and you realize your clientele it's like you have to appeal to the masses and those masses tend to be massive right now so that's <laughs> what we gotta sell to i love that so like how about this viewers if somebody can send me this i'm so happy to see it but where is the marketing geared at men that glorifies morbid obesity? I don't understand why they're only pointing at it. Women, it makes no sense. It's it's like, you gotta look at it and be like, wow, this really does have to be marketing because they don't give a fuck about fat dudes at all. It's health at every size. We got Tess Holiday. 
who's like the champion of, of that. And it's all women ads. You know, Aerie jumped in on it. Calvin Klein jumped in on it. Lululemon jumped in on it. They're just seeing money, an, a money opportunity to be made and they don't give a fuck about your health. That's just not healthy. Find me a 500 pound 80 year old. You're not gonna do it. You ever see old people that are fat? <laughs> me neither. There are none of them. They don't exist. Because they kick off way before that. So like these people are, they're literally like, sell more leggings post fat chick like no no don't do that because you're glorifying it you're saying it's okay and you're endorsing it and it's not that just to sell a pair of fucking leggings like no that's some morally incorrect shit in my opinion don't think it should happen and if it is happening let's see the fat guys like where are they at yeah where can we get some love at? can we get some fat guys the lee priest weapon? off season love <laughs> really really <laughs> with a fucking kfc under his thing. <laughs> You've seen that photo, right? At least oh, yeah. Photo. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're going to wrap this up. Jacob, it's been phenomenal having you on the podcast today. I'm going to go ahead and post this one up today. Jacob, give a shout out to your Instagram. What's your handle? Uh, J Davenport underscore M100. I'm slowly getting into the hang of posting there, but the inner fat kid just tries to fight you on that one. Is that the whole thing, including the inner fat kid? That whole handle? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, you can. You're probably already, but you're not. I'm um, on that at goob you. It's at goob underscore you. I think. Yeah, goob underscore you. If uh, if you want to hire me, it's www.goobutraining.com. We got a sale on Cracked right now. That's my pre-workout. It's uh, fuck 2020, and you get 20% off. <laughs> Jacob, any any closing remarks? Are we good to go? I think that was solid. All right, fantastic. Thanks for being on. I'm going to go ahead and turn this off. Have a great night, guys. Bye.